It's 4.15 a.m. and I've been hitting the snooze button on my clock for at least 15 minutes now. I jump out of bed, kiss my little Patrick asleep in his crib, and rush around to make it to my 5.55 a.m. meeting. This went on for nearly 12 years, day in and day out, starting my day with nothing but chaos. Stay tuned because today we are going to talk about how, when, and why we hear from God, and it's going to be exciting. Welcome to episode 25 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women that have a heart to share our life's journeys and our faith with you. Yes, and what we want to share more than anything is the love of God. It is so key and so important right now that we share this love, not just with each other, but with this entire planet that we're living on. So we're going to start like we start every single episode. We're going to be very still. We're going to take some slow, deep breaths, and we are going to ask God, we're going to invite God himself to come in and open our eyes, our ears, and our great big hearts to be able to hear what he would say to us today. So go ahead and get comfortable and just sit still for the next 20 seconds. Here we go. it. That's our 20 seconds. And I would be remiss if I didn't encourage you to be still. And we're going to hear a lot more about that today. How can we do what Renee did for nearly 12 years rushing around? How could I possibly hear from God? You know, last week, we talked about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit actually hovers around us. I love what Teresa said in that episode. And if you didn't hear it, please go back and listen to episode 24. Hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications so you get reminded every week when these episodes come in. But this is Teresa's exact word. She said to all of us, you know, the Holy Spirit is hovering over mankind. I love that. Just visualize that. The Holy Spirit, Teresa, is hovering over mankind, waiting for that invitation of Jesus Christ into our hearts. So beautiful, Teresa. It really is. You know, in the book of Romans chapter 10, it says that God is really waiting, just hovering, waiting for the confession of salvation to take place. You know, a simple confession, Renee, Lord Jesus, I believe you walked the earth. I believe you died for my sins. Forgive me. Come into my heart to be Lord and Savior. It's really as simple as that. And when that takes place, the miracle of all miracles happens. That's when the Holy Spirit comes into our spirit, recreates the old man, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, and we become a new creature. 
on the inside. And, you know, these couple of episodes, um, we're talking about how to hear from the Holy Spirit. So Renee and I felt it very important to establish a foundation and an understanding of where the Holy Spirit lives so that we can then understand how he communicates. Mm, So true. An understanding of where the Holy Spirit lives where are you living right now, right? We, we, my mind immediately goes to, okay, we all live in a house. and But the, just the analogy that the Holy Spirit is living somewhere. Where is he living, Teresa? And in the Bible, it talks about that he wants to take up residency in us. He lives in our spirit. When the invitation is made, he lives in our spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, When we are born again, the Holy Spirit lives in us. The scripture specifically says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Wow, what an amazing revelation. What a beautiful, beautiful fact that when we are born again, the Holy Spirit lives in us. So once he's in us, What does he want to do, Renee? Yes, Teresa, we talked last week about why the Spirit lives in us. So last week, we mentioned that we are three-part beings. We are spirit, soul, and body. We are made in the image of God, therefore God is spirit, therefore we are spirit. What happens when we invite the Holy Spirit in That's the rebirth that we've talked about in so many episodes, Teresa, the rebirth of our spirit to come in union with God, with the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense, Teresa? Yeah, well put, Renee. That's exactly correct. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then if you move down a little bit to verse 21, it says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that big word righteousness means in right standing. So the great there's a great exchange that takes place when a person is born again. There's a, a reuniting of our spirit and God's spirit. There's an immersion and it's a beautiful fact. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this because it's so crucial to our faith. It's so crucial to walk the, the journey of life, knowing that when we are born again, the great helper resides in our spirit. And from that place of our spirit is where the Holy Spirit communicates. That is why the Bible says in Philippians 2.13, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it is God all the while at work in us, willing to do and choose according to his good pleasure. So he lives in our spirit, and then we're going to be working that salvation out through our mind, will, and emotions, our soul. So so good, but so much there, Teresa. I love the scripture that you read, and I just really want to clarify, he made him who knew no sin to be sin. 
He made him who knew no sin to be sin. Explain that, Teresa. Mm, Very beautiful. He, Father, the Father God, made Jesus Christ to be sin. He knew no sin. So the spotless Lamb of God came to earth and he was without sin so that he satisfied the just requirements of God. Jesus lived a sinless life. He was holy and pure. So on the day that he died, shed his blood, the Father God put the sin of the world onto Jesus. He literally, Jesus Christ literally took our sins, past, present, and future. He became sin. He didn't just wear it as a banner. He literally became sin. And that's why Jesus cried out at the cross, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? For the first time in history, the Father turned his back on the Son because the Son became sin for us. So when we put our faith in that finished work, the great exchange takes place. And when we say yes, we believe that. We believe Jesus Christ died, shed his blood for me. I repent of my sins, come into my heart. The great exchange takes place in real time and we are born again. It's such a difficult concept for all of us because, and if, if, if you feel like, wow, this is big and it's confusing, it's because it is big. It's a spiritual covenant. It's a spiritual contract that God made. And it's it's happening in a, a world or a space that's foreign to our finite minds. And yet the word of God over and over again makes it so clear that if we study the word and if we dive into the word, like clearly, you know, Teresa has done for so long, it becomes clear. And and here at Wellversed Women, we are trying to simplify it because it's not easy to understand all of this. And at the end of the day, we always come back to Teresa, you know, faith. And at the end of the day, I think before I understood so much, before I actually dove into the word and tried to dissect it like we're doing right now, Teresa, I took it on faith because I was at a point in my life that I had to reach up and say, okay, Lord, there is no other choice. I need you. I know I need you. And and then I began working out that piece that you then followed with, working out. So don't think that we have to figure it all out. That's what Renee does. I, I want to figure it all out. I want to take this great big spiritual world and, you know, try to funnel it, Teresa, into my finite mind. And it's it's just so difficult. And it takes walking the journey, walking with God, hearing from God, which we're talking about today. But it it is big and complicated. And I love how you simplify it, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, a couple things, Renee, that come to mind is I'm listening to you. You know, Jesus said, come to me as a little child, right? The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, for as many as receive Jesus Christ, 
to them, he gives them the right to be children of God. So the Bible really gives us the truths on which we can stand, on which we can live. So the gospel is really quite simple. You know, the God-man Jesus Christ came. He took our sins. When we put our faith in that and invite him in to be Lord and Savior, we become a child of God. We're reunited with God Almighty because the Bible says in so many places, right, there's one way to, to God, the, the, the God-man Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. So the understanding of salvation can really be, be understood as a little child. You know, when I think of my grandchildren, and of course, smiles and giggles come to me because, you know, they're so precious. And when I buy a gift for Noah and Gianna, they don't look to me and say, wait, Nana, I didn't make my bed today. I can't receive that gift. They come with smiles and arms wide open and they receive the gift and they say thank you, right? They they don't earn it. They don't work for it. And I think that's the point that we're trying to get across today to our listeners is that we don't earn, we don't work for salvation. It's a free gift to all who will listen and receive. Mm, so true. And again, we talked about that last week. So please, please try to follow along with us. And, and if you miss one here or there, just go back because we we touched on that. And that is great, Teresa. It's when we get in our head, I say, like Renee's left brain gets to work and stop thinking with my heart and opening up my heart, which again is what we do before every episode, that it I want to make the simple complicated, right? But at the end of the day, it's that childlike faith that the word of God calls us to. That That's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, that's absolutely true. It, it brings me back to my first days of salvation with that simple invitation. And then as I began to read the word, you know, just one scripture at a time, the Holy Spirit would then expound on that scripture and would make it real to me. And I would digest it and the Holy Spirit would apply it and say, see, honey, this is how this applies to you. You know, for a simple example, um, you know, I, I read that by the stripes of Jesus included in the gospel is healing for my physical body. And so when my children needed healing, when I needed healing, I would confess that scripture. I would look to God for the healing and then it would manifest because I came to God with simple childlike faith. And that has been the prescription for victory, if you will. We read the word, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead that makes that word real and come to life in our life. And then he shows us how to apply it. And we hold fast that confession of faith until we see the blessing manifest. And that's when our character grows. That's when strength comes. And so, you know, we we see the times in which we're living and we say, wow, my faith holds me steady because I know who is in charge. Mm. And the key to what you just talked about was us inviting. So in the beginning of this episode, I talked about, you know, having that alarm clock go off in the morning, being in a state of chaos from the moment my feet hit the ground and not even having the wherewithal about me in those days 
to invite the Holy Spirit. And we're talking here about how do we hear? Well, it starts with what you just said. You went back to the word you you invited. <laughs> you invited God into the issue, into the problem, into whatever you were facing. And that's that's the ticket, as they say, Teresa. So in order to hear, we have to start with the invite. Yes. You know, that is so very true. And Renee, you and I always love to bring this back to very practical means for the listeners. And, you know, I'm thinking I had a tumor rupture back in 2011, an ovarian tumor, and I went back to the word. And even today, and I'm looking at my Bible and I see all of the little postums on all of the pages that where God promises healing and every morning and every night, you know, I'd confess those scriptures. And as I did, my faith began to really grow for the healing to manifest. And it took some time. And over time, my faith grew, my character was strengthened, and I was healed through not only God's supernatural healing power, but also the wisdom of doctors, right? So God used both. And this is an important thing to understand is that we don't put God in a box. We know he provides healing and then we believe for it and we believe for God to move in exactly the fashion that he chooses to bring about the healing. And I love that because he surprises me all the time. But as a good father, he always wants to strengthen my character. So he knows how to bring about his promises in the way that is most advantageous for me. And what he does for me, he does for Renee, and he does for all of those who put their trust in him because he is the best father in the world. One of the favorite anchor scriptures, Teresa, that I remember memorizing as a new believer was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it's probably one that I, even today, after all these years, remind myself and have to recite. And it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Because again, Renee wants to trust in my human brain or, you know, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, Renee. And I'll put my name in like Teresa does. And I'll say, lean not on your own understanding, Renee. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And once you get in that rhythm that he comes along through all those decisions, I don't make one. Teresa doesn't make a decision without consulting the king of our kingdom. <laughs> is that right, Teresa? Yes, that, that is so aptly correct. And what I love about following the leading of the Holy Spirit is that his leadings are pure and just and right and surprising and wonderful. And, you know, when we breathe a prayer, right, when we pray, he always 
does exactly what his word says. He's always doing on our behalf and for the behalf of others exceedingly abundantly beyond what we could ask or think. And it just starts with that simple invitation, that simple prayer. He wants the best for everyone. And I love that when he moves, that's spectacular. You know, the supernatural is in the movement of God. And it's one way that my faith is built, Renee, because I know that I could never have influenced the outcome of the blessing. And I say, only God, only God could have done that. And he loves to show off because after all, he is God. <laughs> I love that. He, <laughs> do, he does love to show off. And um, wow. I'm, and I'm sure even if, however far you are in your journey, you start seeing it right away. And you're like, whoa, what happened there? Oh my gosh. I can't believe, I can't believe I I was late and I pulled out and there was this huge accident that I was not a part of. Like that kind of favor and and guidance over and over again in our lives. And that, boy, that's uh that that's reason in and of itself to put your trust in the right, in the right bucket, in the right place, right, Teresa? Yeah, that, that's so true. I'm thinking back, you know, in our country, fortunately, um, when 9-11 happened in the Twin Towers in New York City, there are so many testimonies and stories of people not going to work that day. So many of God's children, because the Holy Spirit was leading them not to go to work, the Holy Spirit was leading them not to be there that day, or the Holy Spirit diverted their attention and they all of a sudden are driving to work and all of a sudden thought, oh, I've got to go visit this person or felt a strong leading to stop and, you know, take a detour along the way. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the giver of life in the sustainer of life coming in and consistently maintaining life and joy and peace in our life. And so he's always going to be leading us into that great place that he has for us by giving us wisdom, guidance, and direction. Mm, That's so true. So true. Oh, Teresa, this is all so good. And I think what we're making clear today is that we go back to the word of God to hear God. It's all there. And when we're in the word, like you're talking about, Teresa, our spirit inside us moves. It resonates deep in our heart the direction. You know, you're talking about the people who just felt like they were supposed to turn around. It's a strong sense that they had on that 9-11 day, you know, to turn around or to call in sick or, and, and sometimes we don't know why, but the Holy Spirit is living in us. The Word of God is before us. You need to be in the Word to hear from God. And next week, we're going to take it a step further. We're going to do some more of this hearing from God and, and sharing more examples of how do you know, do you know, do you know? And again, Teresa, what you're going to say and talk about is the growing of our faith, 
the growing of our ability to hear from God by being still enough to listen, which is not what Renee was doing in the beginning of this episode, running around at four o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's absolutely correct. Uh, I think the last scripture of today is found in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, when it says that the spirit of of man is the candle of the Lord, meaning that the Holy Spirit leads and the Holy Spirit speaks through your spirit. And Renee, he's so creative. I'm going to, I'm going to leave the listeners, you know, just with this simple little example of how creative the Holy Spirit is and how much he loves us. You know, he, he knows that I love nutty buddies, right? (laughs) And so I know, I know. Uh, This is how loving and wonderful he is. So I was in a gas station some years ago and um, I filled up my tank. I was hopping back in my car and all of a sudden, the thought of those, like, I saw the ice cream cooler, right, in the in the little AMPM shop there attached to the, the gas pumps. And, and I stopped for a few moments, and I saw the cooler, and I saw those naughty buddies, and I thought, oh, and it was just, it, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds or so, that as I was contemplating the buying of the naughty buddies, a car came out of nowhere and missed hitting me and and the car came at a very fast speed. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, Lord, had had you not brought to my remembrance Naughty Buddies, I would have at that time jumped in my car, started the gas, and I would have been in a terrible car accident. But instead, he waylaid me and I thought, Afterwards, God, you're good. I don't need the calories. So, you know, on I went. But I knew that I knew that that was the leading of the Lord because the word says that he leads us. So either through a nudge, either either through, you know, a still small voice, which these things we're going to get into next week, God preserves us and leads us. Well, that's a pretty funny story. And I learned something new about my friend that she likes nutty buddies. <laughs> I had no idea. That's awesome, Teresa. What, what, Teresa, is the favorite verse of the well-versed woman and what we like everyone to build their foundation on? Yeah. You know, we build the foundation because God loves faith. He loves faith. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So our anchor scripture, our foundation comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 17. The apostle Paul said, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. We love you listeners. (laughs) Yes, we do. Thanks so much for listening to episode 25. That's almost halfway through the year. And we still have some Well-Versed Woman journals. We would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. And then go down through the details so that you can see where you send your address to us so that we can send you a free Well-Versed Woman journal. We also are all about community and we have a wonderful Facebook group called Well-Versed Woman. Simply ask to join the Well-Versed Woman Facebook community and we surely will approve you very quickly, I might add. Until next week, we love you. Thanks for tuning in.